my morning's been a mad rush. You know when you just don't get enough sleep and then you feel like any kind of time crunch just feels like the most frustrating thing in the world? I wish I could get back to time crunches. Time crunches were so fun. Oh, I didn't. I don't. And there wasn't really a time crunch. It was, I woke up at 6.30 from Darla and that, you know, I couldn't get around that, but I, I went to bed at like one. So only had like five and a half hours of sleep. So now your whole day is just like, mm. And then had to catch had to catch the new episode of Night Rider in the morning, right? Keep it fresh, keep it fresh. Um, get all that shit together. Don't have time to make breakfast. Someone calls, hey, can I pop by? Say hi to Darla. Yeah, no problem. Okay, but you gotta get the fuck. You gotta get in and out five minutes. I got a podcast to record. Okay, that comes in. Okay, she's getting all wound up. She hasn't had to, well, had to walk yet. Oh boy, L- literally nothing has gone on. But it's when you don't get enough sleep. Your mind just goes to, this is terrible. I It's already 9 o'clock. What have I done today? You know how it is, Cam. It's 9 o'clock. It's a Saturday morning. I'm still drinking coffee. What? Yeah. I should be finished my coffee by now and on to my... I should have s- had three workouts in. Should be at the dog park well, already. Because, Cam, after 9 a.m., you're trying this new thing, the celery water cleanse. You're just sort of letting celery sit. Uh, for so long that all the moisture just falls right out of it, and then you drink that. That's it's really popular. Yeah. That's why celery costs so much money these days. Is everyone's, uh, you know, Cam, you alongside other people, you're all doing the celery water cleanse. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's running through my guts. Yeah, not much nutritional information really retaining there. Just uh, zero. It's just celery water. That's the good stuff. That's what you sign up for. Is it? I don't know. I don't do those uh, crazy diets. I did do a water cut that one time to try and win a competition. And I went keto for that month and I lost like 10 pounds. But you but you lost the competition. So what was it all for? Oh, uh, we went o- We went over this on a previous episode. Yeah, we went in depth. Uh, yeah, we went in depth. You, you lost. It was it was because it wasn't something the... Uh, your like the people you were along sides with is like you they just had more weight to lose you had, you don't have much weight to lose to begin with no not much i'm pretty damn lean so you that didn't help the cause you don't have much excess that can kind of go somewhere no i mean See, I, really. I'm, I'm in that same boat i don't have i don't have just like 20 pounds to lose if i lose 20 pounds uh there's, that's, not, there's nothing left that's sickly i'm emaciated you've, at that you've point. lost the leg at that point mm-hmm and that's my hollow leg that we're talking about. You got a hollow leg? Yeah. Nothing What's it in filled it. filled with? Oh, I, I fill it with food, and that food turns to poop. I never got that expression, you know, when uh, you're a kid and you're hungry, and they say you must have a hollow leg. Oh, I've never heard that before. Oh, you've that's never a, heard that? No. Oh, I've heard that one a lot. No, that's, uh, yeah, you're a kid, you're eating a lot of food. Oh, you must have a hollow leg because, in theory, I guess it can't all go to your stomach or something like that. Like it's yeah. it's whimsical and quippy, but it has but it completely disregards any sort of like, uh, kind of like digesting information completely. You know, because if you, let's say you had all your food to go straight to your leg, I don't that, think you need to explain to the audience how a, a hollow leg wouldn't make sense for a diet. Maybe you do. I don't know who our listeners are. I have no idea who the list is. I have no idea. Well, I mean, most of our listeners are kind of into the and into us for our charitable donations, I find. Not so many people listening to the podcast for actual, like... Uh, for our, our science, scientific Yeah, for actual, discussion. like, information. It's mostly just people wanting to give us large amounts of money. Shout out to Felicia Satoti. 
uh, people in this similar ilk, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm. It's it's a it's it's a generous gang, I guess. I don't know. Hey, hey, hey Cam, you know what we haven't done yet? Uh, notes or introductions. We haven't kicked it. <laughs> Tonight on two season of pop, ninety six point seven on your. Two season a pod, 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 you 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 get louder every single time you say that, Cam. Welcome to Season of Pod. You know what you're listening to. It's a podcast that's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Cam LeClaire. Just a couple uh, dudes sipping some coffee. A couple know? dudes it's sipping just, some coffee uh, on a Monday remember morning. Remember those days? Remember those days where you'd be uh, sitting in the Tim's with your boys? You know, you wake up from, uh, you know, s- slamming the old salmonella clamor from the night before. You hook up with the old buddies from Boston. You say, oh boy, let me tell you. Oh, when we got her at Frankie's last night, oh, fuck, she was a screamer. Jesus Christ, I've never had a conversation like that, Cam, so don't oh, speak for double, me. Double-double. Double-double, um, please. Well, uh, yeah, Cam, you know, deep roots in there in uh, in Boston, Cam. One thing I love about your, uh, this is two seasons, two seasons, gmail.com. Well, Cam, one thing I love about your hockey fandom is that you are a Boston Bruins fan. Just ask the big uh, moose. Is it a moose that's in the uh, at, your, at your parents' house? Just kind of like Correct. propped up there in the lake, covered with Boston Bruins paraphernalia. No, it is, it is painted on a... It has a Bruins jersey. Now, there must be such a dichotomy or such a, uh, a difficult decision to make. Because you could go to Boston and cheer as a Bruins fan, but as soon as they heard that your last name is French-Canadian, they would say probably the most horrible things that has ever been said to you. Cam, how do you and your family feel as Bruins fans, knowing that the, uh, the, the, the fans who you cheer alongside with would chastise you just for your background? Um, I think it's only fair. I think okay, the okay, Habs are okay. despicable. <laughs> Going the other um, way with that, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they deserve even to have an NHL team. Personally, no, no, no. This has nothing. This has nothing to do with les habitants de Montréal. No, this. No, has I to understand d- that, but as you know, it's not. It's not the team. I don't like. It's the fans, and you know, me having blood there, it is disgusting. Um, it's a terrible place. Interesting. I, I don't, I don't look fondly upon my uh, ancestors from Quebec. I think they're all terrible people, and I'm glad we moved to Ontario. And, uh, you know, we have a, a deep roots in Boston. Yeah. Really? So, uh, this is interesting, Gabe. You're really going the other way with it. You're sort of, you, 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 you want the people of Boston to celebrate their xenophobia, not uh, look the other way, you know, and sort of, uh, you know, maybe look to improve themselves as people. No, you really want them to lean into their hatred of anything non Anglo Saxon. I think the word you mentioned there is improve themselves as people. How do you improve on perfect? Interesting, interesting. When you see like when you see when you see uh, somebody you know seeing, uh, hacking a couple darts outside of a Dunkin' Donuts uh, in Massachusetts, you're thinking to yourself that is that is the epitome of of grace. That is the ideal male character. Interesting, yeah. With the uh, kind of like. Uh, it's not like a five o'clock shadow. It's a I haven't shaved in four days. It's completely, completely different. 
it'll be five years from now and be like, well, COVID was a tough one. It's like, yeah, we moved on fast. Like, oh, I, I tell you, brother, one of these days that Serb check's going to come in. Down there in Atlanta, they keep saying, uh, shit go, shit's going round down here. Uh, Is that what they're saying? Yeah, I spoke to um, a couple months ago one of my cousins who lives in Atlanta, and that was uh, that was the way they all phrase it when they're at the supermarket, at at the uh, at the restaurant, meet up with your friends. Oh, shit's going round down. Uh, shit's going round down there. Interesting. Uh, Matt, Georgia, home of the Masters. Did you manage to catch that? Uh, one of the days, I think. The final day, probably. No, it was like the second day. <laughs> I. I find I find that tournament's kind of like basketball, where you don't really need to watch the whole thing, but catching the last quarter is very good if it's a close game. I think you're just describing golf. Oh, I guess. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't need to watch days one, two, and three of the Masters. It's all about that final day. Correct. I thought it was pretty fun to watch. It was my first tournament, first time watching the Masters because I was a little bit tired that day. Got home. Like, good thing to put on the TV, and you're like, my afternoon is laying on the couch, fall asleep, wake up, okay, it's, oh, you look look at that, he's up two now, oh, oh, he's in the sand trap, all right, I'll make some lunch, all right, he gave it again to the sand trap. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice that it's something that's just on. I like sports that are on for a long time. The longer the sport, the better. Also, uh, I remember we got this, like, big, my dad, we got, a, we got like, an HGTV super early on. It was, you know, probably like it was like fifty-five inches. It had the huge back behind yeah. it, you know, but it was flat screen. It that, was that thick TV Latina booty. Yeah, it had that thick. It had that thick booty behind there, and it was yeah. This is large TV, super HD. But golf and NASCAR were the first two, were like the two best sports to watch on an HD TV. Golf, you know, it's the the blues of the skies, the greens of the earth. And then NASCAR is right, just the a, whites of the people. The whites of the people. Uh and then it's just NASCAR super colorful. Just all the cars have a different color, all the sponsors have a different color. Uh and those were like two sports when you know when like the first time you watch them in HD, you're like, "Oh wow, this is amazing." But uh you know, hockey in HD, it wasn't it didn't land the same way. It's just no, a bunch of people have that same pop. It, it chasing a little black puck on a white ice. You know, it's like very different, but uh those two sports, you know, just walk back, you know, all you're doing at that point, Cam, you're just appreciating uh landscaping. You know, you're you're lying down on your couch. You wake up. You're like, oh, those, you know, those that fairway is very nicely tended to, and you fell back asleep, and then you'd wake up, and you're like, wow, that sand bunker is such a crisp white, and then yeah. you fall back asleep. Like you're not really even paying attention to the score. You're mostly in it for the landscaping. Yeah, I mean, you were a former landscaper, so maybe that's what you're looking for. I just go to see the uh, the the meltdowns when you see a guy on and two, and then four putts. It's just like I do. Just like, like you do. It makes you oh, feel I'm more like... Oh, it makes me feel human. I had a golf game scheduled for yesterday morning, and then um, it was supposed to be a cold. My buddy's like, hey, don't sweat it, brother. We'll just uh, we'll do it another time. Golf, golf's never going to go away. That afternoon, the government says, yeah, you're done golfing for the season, big fella. Put those clubs away. Put those, cl- put those clubs away. Put, yeah, put so that, that was put, put those dirt. Put the dirt back on your golf shoes. Put the dirt back on your golf shoes, throw them in the box, put them in the shed, uh, throw the ladder on top of the shed, throw the Christmas decorations on top of the box, 
and uh, say goodbye because the Christmas decorations are coming out first. Yeah, Christmas decorations coming out. We're we're getting a little jump here early too. Uh, instead of like a just December Advent calendar, we're sort of doing a uh, uh, a May to December Advent calendar. So we're just going to be eating chocolate all the time. Love it all the gotta time. Gotta love a piece of chocolate. I got a couple rounds. Your- I got a couple rounds in yesterday, Mernin. Oh yeah, it's for all. F- that's that's probably banned now too, though, isn't it? Yes, but you know, I, I yeah. we snuck in there, got a couple rounds in. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, played a played a skins match in uh, the second round. First round, you know, you're practicing, you're warming up, you're you're not you're not necessarily keeping score, but that second round took home the skins victory and uh, beautiful. That's all I got to say. Congrats, champ. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, I was thinking about going to play basketball by myself today, but apparently that is illegal. Well, not if you not if you had a hoop, not if you had a hoop in your uh, in your driveway, Cam. You got a lot that long driveway. Uh, but it has to have cars in it. That's not my problem. There is like really nice courts ca- near my you, house. Then too. you move the cars on the street. Yeah, but then I have to get a basketball net. And where do I get one of those? <laughs> Actually, one of the first things I was allowed to do once I had my license. You remember when your G when you have your G one license, you can drive, yeah. but somebody has to be there with you. My dad would always let me, yeah, like I remember the, I think the first time I actually drove a car with my G1 was parking the cars on the road so I could play, I guess it would have been November, so may have been to play like roller, like, like hot, like road hockey, road hockey yeah. or something in the driveway. Not, yeah, it would, it would probably wouldn't have been basketball, but, uh, but yeah, just move the cars onto the, uh, onto the road there. You get that full driveway. Nice. And then you get the full game going. I mean, that's that's what you could do. I feel like a basketball net's like two hundred bucks. Yeah, but is it two hundred dollars I want to spend because of a fucking government lockdown? It's free on really. uh, check Kijij. I guess, I guess I could do that, but I'm sure every person their dad wants sports <coughs> equipment right now. Yeah, I know. I have all of this. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I have all of this gym equipment here at my house, and I'm just. Uh, no, you're just. It, it's like Bitcoin, that shit, man. Oh, that's oh, it's the, only the, going up. This this thing's on. I I have I have uh, a bunch of Bitcoin just sitting in my living room. You know what? I'm not selling yeah. it now, but whenever the time comes to sell it, I'll have to be able it'll, to get more than it, it would sort of be it'll, worth. It'll be like an, eight dollars a pound. It'd have to. Yeah, I would sort of think. Well, I was thinking at least ten, maybe. You know, like at least like get what is what would be worth like going to the store for it. The only difference is the store doesn't have it because they're all fucking sold out. Yeah, that's what that's I would. The, ke- the, the, the kettlebell business uh, only had one sale, so. But the, yeah, but this is a little more refined. You know, it's the bar, yours it's the bench, is, yours is, yours it's is uh, legit plates. Stuff, yeah. I think I have like two hundred and thirty-five pounds of total weight. Oh, Which would be more than arm. enough for like the majority of <laughs> for the majority of people. I mean, I know it's certainly enough for me. Yeah, the kettlebells are working well enough for me. You can't get thick, but you can get fit. Awesome. So I'm nice and lean, nice and cut right now. Uh, did a hit, hit a hard leg workout yesterday. The type where you're walking out like a pickle up your ass for the rest of the day. Love mm. those. Well, because you also did that with a pickle up your ass. Oh, I mean, it's the only you, way to get correct form. Yeah, you performed the exercise. It just sort of like straightens out your uh, your whole kind of posterior chain if you just put a, a just a nice juicy Vlasic up there. I gotta love a good juicy Vlasic, maybe a little bit of that garlic dill. Yeah. Um, hey, do you want to play a? Would you like to play a game? Do you want to play a game? Yeah, sure. Give it to me. All right, brother. Hey, uh, this one's. You've seen it before, but you'll see it again. It's a not a timeless favorite, but something we're trying out, and it's called Wheel of Death. Cam, the 
premise of this game is we're going to spin a wheel and you're going to answer a question that you probably don't want to answer our categories today. That's not a sport. That's my wife. Devil music live in three, two, one. And some of these are repeated because we never got to them. <laughs> Unpopular opinions. How many towers fell? Uh, kissing cousins, monsters and stuff. And I believe there should be one more in there, but, uh, Okay. Maybe, let's, maybe let's, not let's today. Spin it. Okay. Uh, it's the noise came from. We've already done that one. So I. That, that, anyway, you ready to spin it? Let's take a spin. All right. Category today is monsters and stuff. The popular dead mouse song. Um, which I think, Cam, you're probably a huge fan of Dead Mouse, but that is not the topic of the question itself. The question today, which supernatural creature has the best chance of being real and which one do you wish was? Best chance of being real. <clears throat> and uh, which one do I wish was? This one's, a, this one's a good question. This one's a tough one also because I'm going to start with the second half of the question. Which one do I think was? I'm going to probably say none. Because I feel like whichever supernatural character, uh, kind of like, you know, supernatural monster or figure, whatever it is, would just be treated immediately like King Kong. And we all know how that ended, right? If there was one of this, like, extremely rare species, it would be carted away from its homeland, put in front, put in display for, you know, millions of people to make millions of dollars and then probably be treated like shit. So I'm going to say I wish none of them are actually around because, you know, we saw what happened to King Kong. You know, yep. he, he ends up terrorizing New York City. We don't want any of that. Right? That's that, fair. <clears throat> fair, right? That being said, which one do I think is uh, real? Oh, this one's a good question. Um, fuck. Has the best chance of being real. The best chance of being real. That's what it is. Uh... <clears throat> I'm going to go for a tried true here. Um, I'm going to say something along the uh, Bigfoot or Sasquatch. The Sam Squanch family. There's something in the Sam Squanch family. I'm going to say that. Mainly just because it, 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 it's the feel, it feels like it's the most plausible. Like yeah, I'm on board with that. It's either a big Loch Ness monster, maybe not. Like no, definitely not, because it's in a it's in like a lake. It would be finite. Slenderman, no, no. If, bueno. the, if the Loch Ness monster was in the ocean, then you're kind of like, well, shit, it could be anything. The giant squid is probably out there. You know how much ocean there is. Well, no, there is the giant. They found the giant squid. I mean, a gianter squid. I mean, a bigger squid. Uh, I'm not limiting the size of the squid. Uh, but I'm gonna say something in the Sam Squanch family, mainly because it feels plausible. You know, that's no, nobody has eyes on every single mountain range here in North America, every single, uh, you know, untapped valley. You know, you kind of get a, you get a big gorilla, a big human type hybrid. Who knows? Maybe that thing could keep going. Um, so, or just, or just a hairy guy with a pituitary gland problem. Love it. Uh, yeah, maybe what are they, they call those wilderness men. Hmm. Hey, Cam, you ready to give it another spin? Let's give it another spin. And we're going to go to Kissing Cousins for your question of the day. Ooh, Kissing Cousins. Cam. One of my one of my favorite Elvis Presley movies. 
Um, well, this will be a tough one, Cam. How many layers of separation would be your limit in a family tree for a one-night stand? <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> this is disgusting, Cam. Well, of course, we did do a little... Um, we did have a case a couple weeks ago where I believe we found out that you have to have less than... It has to be 24% or less DNA in common with somebody to legally marry them. I think that was the ruling. I believe so. I mean, because I know you're looking for an actual answer. <laughs> I, I want I want to say none. I want to yeah, say zero. But I'm not going to let that happen. If, But yeah, you're looking for an answer. Um, I'm looking for like a 5%, 10%. <laughs> okay, how much, so how many of those genes are shared? So I think it has to be something like uh, a grandparent's cousin or something, okay. right? That you know, seems so, okay. so it's like so it's like there's my so like my grandparent has a cousin, let's say maybe or maybe like a brother or sister, and then that like your grandmother's or grandparents' siblings then have their own tree all the way down. I think if something happened there, it would be weird. But also, how's that coming up on a one night stand? That really feels yeah, like you, you. You might find that out later. It's like I gotta go to my grandpa's house. You're like same. Oh no. That really, yeah. That really feels like the kind of information that comes out like later. Later. Yeah. Uh, and then all I do is just run the risk of just like vomiting privately uh, when I just when I find out, you know, if if uh, what 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 the situation was. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say, yeah, it's gonna have to be pretty far removed there, Cam. Uh, real gross question. That's why we do the wheel of death. I've it's not literally always fun. never thought about ever. Right, uh, that being spin. said, we're all related some some way and somehow. We all came from Jesus Christ, so right. Spin number three. Ooh, and we were uh, merging between unpopular opinion and how many towers fell. All right, uh, this week's question. Cam, as a known non-conspiracy theorist, in your opinion, what is the most likely conspiracy theory to be true? Ooh, likely conspiracy theory to be true, of course. Um, how many towers fell? Three, we all know that. Uh, secondly speaking... Yeah, a good conspiracy theory is, uh, you know, it's a thought provoker, right? I mean, hell, even something like we had just mentioned, the Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster, that, that could be a little conspiracy theory um, in its own right. But we're talking about, no, we're talking about the uh, the the who shot JFKs, the uh, the who did 9-11, the, uh, the who is in charge of the, of the bank, banks. <laughs> what else? What's another good uh, conspiracy theory there? Okay. Um, what's a fun one that the military, oh, something about the military industrial complex and oil, but I think that's just more of a reality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think there's much conspiracy behind that. Yeah. There's some fun ones out there. Yeah. Like there's Bezos controls the world. I'm sure that's a conspiracy theory out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like the new world order, QAnon, 
Are these all conspiracy theories? I'm not even. I think so. I'm not even up too much on. I mean, I said the big ones. I said Sasquatch, 9/11, and JFK. Outside of that, and like alien landings, I can't think of anything that alien landings. That's a big one. But I, 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 I can't really think of anything else that I feel like the veil has been pulled over my face. Uh, so I'm gonna have to probably just say, um, I'm gonna just have to say aliens. <clears throat> Mainly because that's the one where nobody confirms or denies. Like if I, if there was a, if you know, if if you know, if a politician, a world leader, whoever, like stared down the barrel of the camera and said, like to me, you know, in the in, uh, watching the news, said, "Hey, dumbass, there's no such thing as aliens, you stupid fuck." I'd be probably more inclined to believe that person. I'd be like, "Yeah, you're right. I am a dumb fuck." No aliens have come to uh no aliens have come to uh, the earth yet. Right? But they never say that. They never le- politicians will never level with you about the existence or non-existence of aliens, yeah. which that was makes a bit sketchy. Um also I uh my, we ha- we had the book The Chariot of the Gods in the my bathroom when I was like at my parents' place in like the downstairs washroom. And uh that book makes some pretty convincing points. So that being said, I'm going to have to go with aliens. Love it. Well, thank you very much for playing Wheel of Death. We'll come back another time with even some better questions. Hopefully. Do you got um you got any Urban Dictionary uh <coughs> Uh I've got nothing this week. That's okay. I had I I heard of one that I thought of this week and I thought I could throw it your way, well, even you, if you don't have one back. You heard it just like in the real world. Oh, it just and I, you're like, huh, yes, how can I exactly. how can I implement like, this? I was like, what does that word mean? Then I looked it up. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. That, that comes up. You want to hear it? I Give it to me. All right, Cam. The word of the day is blicky. Blicky. Yeah. And used in a sentence, um, these hood rats out here trying to scare us with them blickies. <clears throat> I'm going to say... Uh I'm gonna say it's like a little gun like not like a gat that goes like pop 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 but it's like a little one that goes like pew uh yeah you got it it's it's not so much a little gun uh it is a typically a pistol originating from new york so not like a pew 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 but it is a pistol of sorts i keep that blicky tucked boy is another way to say it <laughs> um yeah so a little fun uh Real fun word of the day. So you can use that in your everyday language, everybody. Put blicky into your everyday language. Yeah, for all you people who are uh, actively out there with guns and running amok, shooting a blaze, uh, yeah. this one. Boop, 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 boop. I heard it in a rap song. That's where I got it from. Oh, okay. And you you, you kind of, you take a lot of uh, your linguistic lessons from rap songs, correct? That's the only way, yeah. Now, which, 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 DMX, which, which would actually uh, kind of explain a lot, Cam, you know, when it comes to your the way that your mind puts words together and thoughts together. And sort of now that I'm now that I have the knowledge that you're kind of doing so with, you know, learning from hip hop, I think it all just kind of makes sense now. Well, DMX was my first grade teacher, so I find that hard to believe. Well, look it up. Moving ahead. <laughs> okay, you seem you seem to really be going somewhere with that. No, nope, uh, no, just uh, he was my first grade teacher. Yeah, I love, I love, I love, Cam. I love when you throw out wild truths and then have no follow up. 
uh, to any stories. That's that's what I do. Nothing, nothing to do with uh, how he was particularly skilled at teaching the alphabet. Nothing to do with uh, you know tell um, you know how, how how you were instructed to tell time. No, I got uh, nothing else to say about it. <laughs> nothing else, Cam. We really got to work on your uh, on your because uh, Cam, you've lived quite an exciting life that go far beyond one follow up sentence. I like to keep it short and sweet, Mister. Yeah, it's, it's almost like when you're telling something we know is true, you can go on for hours. But then when you say something that might be true, you uh, you sort of you sort of hesitate and don't really know where to go from there. No, no, it's uh, it's the facts are the facts. This is this is really true, though. Is what you're saying? Yeah, this, this is a hundred percent true. There is there is not. I'm looking looking you in the eyes. Yeah. Huh. My dick's on the table. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it, and it, can I just say, Cam, it is not cold in here, so I don't really know what's happening. It is pretty warm in here. I wonder if anyone's actually pulled that shit in a negotiation where they just pulled their dick, slap on the table. Like, look, look at this. My dick's on the table. I don't really know what it means. I think it means, like, we're doing, we're, this is it. <laughs> we're doing this. Yeah, we're doing this. And I don't really know what the expectation is once the dick is on the table. Well, of course, we had the story of our uh, lawyer friend. I think it was a lawyer who kept jumping against the uh, the window of his office to prove its uh, to prove its durability. You know, I'm sure that's the exact same type of person. That, that, probably that po- story kills me, man. And, that was so funny. Well, and killed him, too. And killed him. When I'm thinking about the logistics of putting your dick on the table. Like, do you put your, like, and the balls, too? I would imagine, yeah. Because to put just dick put the dick, you got to be really kind of, like, pressed up against there to hide the balls. But that being said, though, if you put the balls up on the table, like, you know, I'd be worried that the size of your balls could outshine the size of your penis. In which Mind case, you. like, nobody's intimidated by somebody with big balls. Some people are. Who? <laughs> Other people. Oh my God, Cam. Other people. Other people. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Right. 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 See, I would be more. Imagine like somebody throws their cock and balls down on the business on the table at a business meeting. My first thought would be, Sir, why is one testicle much larger than the second? That would be my for like. It would be like, Do you need a doctor? And then you're like, I this my point's not getting across. I thought this was gonna be a tough move. Now it's just a showcase for my big nut. Uh, this plan didn't work. Well, especially at all. Cam, because you pulled your pants down all the way around your ankles, and then you kind of pulled your shirt up like you're a like a three year old un, un, who you, unbuttoned it. Yeah, yeah, took yeah. Took it off entirely. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a kid who's using a urinal, you know, where like they hold their shirt up way too high, and their pants around their ankles. Yeah, uh, I don't understand why kids do that. Uh, who knows? Probably just because they were told that or something like that. Yeah, don't. Or you know, or, or like, you haven't. I will make sure I don't. Well, you know, when you're you haven't mastered the way to just kind of like let your pants hang slightly below your waistline, right? You know, like that skill hasn't really gotten there yet. Maybe that's it. Yeah, that's that's one thing I don't miss um, since the pandemic started: going to public bathrooms and pissing beside men who are drunk. Uh, I, I yeah, I can't say that was a problem. To it's begin not a problem with. at all. It's just not something I didn't like doing. Well, I mean, you know, there's a divider there. More, of, more often than not, there's a divider. Uh, you know, it's not like you're going to a bar and you're pissing in the piss trough from uh, Ralph Wilson Jr. Stadium. I mean, the piss trough is is traumatizing for for all. What's, what stadium is this? 
Uh, I was thinking Ralph Wilson Jr., which is where the Bills play in Buffalo. Uh, I know I know Joe Louis Arena used to have a piss trough also. The new arena in Detroit does not. Uh, yeah, I think it's still out there. It's still out there and probably more common than we think. I would like to see a good piss trough. No, I'm you a, don't. I'm, 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 I'm pro piss trough. No, why? I think it's great. You're... I think it creates bonding moments. <laughs> With whom? I don't know. Your fellow Buffalo Bills fan. Have you ever met a Buffalo Bills fan? Uh... Probably, I just you don't know, know they're Buffalo Bills fan. You know, you know, after like a hard day of work, you know, like let's say you're out in the sun, you're sweating a lot, you're physically working, you're drinking, you've drank like three liters of water and you still haven't pissed yet. You know, all that oh. water is just being like maximized your potential and then you have a meal and then like six hours later, you're four or five liters of water deep and you finally hit that piss and it's golden brown still. Like your body you're is so fully, confused. Yeah. your body is fully using all of the water's nutrients and kind of expelling the bad stuff so uh, uh in buffalo the piss trough is kind of the same but instead of water it's beer and instead That's of physical and instead of physical activity it's not physical activity so picture that i love that. it yeah yeah you can already I love it you can already picture that's the country boy in you coming out, Cam. I think. Uh, oh, gotta love a good piss trough. <clears throat> you know the piss trough. You know, uh, country girl, shake it for me, girl. Classic uh, country boy kind of thing. Because uh, Cam, you and Chet Hanks, you're getting ready for your white boy summer. White boy summer, can't wait. Now you're really excited for this. Um, hey, Doug Ford, he told me yesterday that. This summer's canceled, and I say, I, I call him up. I go, Doug, there are reports saying that camping is canceled, parks are canceled, but I have other reports saying it's going to be a white boy summer. Yes. Can you confirm or deny? He's yet to get back on me on that one. Yet to get back. I'm sure he has a lot of uh, a lot of other more pressing issues to deal with right now, rather than uh, Chet Hanks's white boy summer, which I don't think I have a problem with. No? Are people mad about that? I think they are. Why? Because you're not allowed to be proud to be white or a man, I don't think. I think that's no. what it is. Oh yeah, if you're proud to be white, you're a piece of shit. You should be you should be ashamed that you're white, Cam. Gotcha. So it is that, honestly that, honest, honestly that one guilt of the most should be pouring down on me. At it is all honestly times. one of the most appalling things that you can do is be white. Okay, so it is a white boy summer or it's not a white boy summer? Oh, it will always be a white boy summer. We're just not oh, okay, allowed to good, say good. it's I a white boy sure. summer. We kind of mm. have to meet in private with other white boys to say that it's say. a white boy summer. You know, kind of gotcha. like, you know, kind of like a, it was almost like a secret handshake when Volvo drivers used to nod at each other because there were so few of them on the road. I think it's more like oh, that. Oh, we're the two fingers at the window when a Jeep passes each other? Yes, two fingers out the window when a Jeep passes each other, of course. We all know that one. You know that one. When a Jeep passes, you'll always see like the, they put the two fingers out. Uh, I don't think I have. But that being said, I've never been in a Jeep. so uh, never, Yeah, I just see it. I, just, I picked up on it. Oh, you Motorcycles picked up on it, do right. it and Jeeps do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, cyclists do it. Motorcyclists do it. Yeah, that oh, makes I sense. Do it, I do Truckers it. Truckers do I, it. Bus drivers do it. Pretty much if you're driving the same thing as somebody else, I think you can kind of do it. If you pulled up somebody. I do, it, I do it on my bicycle to a motorcyclist and sometimes they go back at me. And sometimes they look at me like, we're not the same. Don't you fucking <laughs> yeah. equivocate us. Yeah, exactly. we are not the same at all. I can go on the highway, sir. You cannot. <laughs> I, I can too. I'm just not going to go very fast. <laughs> and I have to be on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. 
I went. Well, to I that. fucking I made it to Toronto, so kudos to me. How did that bike go? Um, my nutrition wasn't perfect, so I hit two walls at about fifty kilometers and a hundred kilometers, where I felt like you, you don't feel like your legs are tired. You feel like your whole body just wants to stop. Um, even though it's just your legs moving, it's a it's a fatigue like I've never felt. That's just like I don't want to be doing anything right now. Um, so I just need to next time I do something that big will be in June, I believe. And that will be needing more, more carbs per kilometer. What do you get so, some, uh, some power gels maybe? Yeah, I was using power gels, but I just didn't have like, I just wasn't eating enough of them. Oh, okay. So I was like, I was on the probably 30, 30 ish carbs an hour, which seems like a lot if you're not doing anything. Um, but when you're consistently having your heart rate, like the one thirties for an hour straight, yeah, I should, should have been like the 50 range, 50 carbs an hour. And how long did it take you to, uh, how long was your whole trip or how long did it take uh, you? Saddle and in the saddle. So saddle time, five and a half hours. That's pretty good. Was that about what you thought you would be at? Um, yeah, I, I was hoping to make it in five, but just once you're in Toronto, you can't really go that fast because people think that. The lakeshore is good for holding hands and walking five across because they're smart. Uh, yeah. Well, I have a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of path. Curf- I mean, I think we each have our own views on how a path should be shared, Cam. And I think you're kind of coming at it from that, the biker's point. I would think about well, it more I from think, the walker's point. Well, I think the, the term you just used there, shared, they mm-hmm. weren't sharing. Oh, Okay. Right. But if you if you're blocking off someone, you are not sharing. I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. However, all it means is you're not sharing the little the little strip that you would be on at any one moment. So let's say three people are walking right beside each other. You are not sharing approximately a foot and a half deep of path. You're sharing the rest of it. You're just not sharing that one particular foot and a half. Also, you're a biker. If you're coming up behind somebody, you can see it coming. Just fucking oh, veer I off to the side. Oh, I give them plenty of notice. Just yeah, veer off to the side. Why are you so important that you're allowed to be on the shared path, but I'm not? Because I'm faster. That has nothing to do with it, though. If you're faster, mm. then fucking move around. I saw a biker ringing his horn at like uh it was probably like seven or eight senior citizens they all had fucking walking sticks walking kind of like two by two in the right lane of the path right which first of all path lanes are arbitrary second of all this biker are not arbitrary this biker from like 50 feet away starts ringing his fucking horn to ask these senior citizens to move out of the way Either they didn't hear him, maybe they didn't think the bell was towards them, either way. He starts ringing even more and more. As he gets down to them, he slows down behind them. He is on a mountain bike, a Norco mountain bike. And instead of veering, you know, seven inches to the right to go on the grass, which his Norco mountain bike can surely handle, he decides to slow down, almost disembark, and continue to ring his bell. And now he's vocalizing himself to the senior citizens it wasn't until myself and a fellow passerby tell this guy what the hell are you doing go off to the side these are 70 year old women with walking sticks on a path this 35 year old fucktard on his norco mountain bike was so precious 
was so precious that he could not veer off a foot at all. That would have thrown off his entire rhythm, I'm sure. That's that's not allowed. These se- these senior citizens with walking sticks should have the wherewithal to step off side of the path. It's this is not a shared path. I'm, I'm, this is a bike I'm, path. I'm glad I'm glad we're on the same page here, Cam. Those senior citizens need to fucking learn to move. That's what you're getting to here, right? Honestly, honestly, that's yeah. what I that, honestly that's what I'm getting to because if you're a man with a bell, you you can do anything you want. Fuck the old people. Fuck the young people. Fuck the dogs on leashes. Do whatever you want. I'm I'm glad we're finally seeing eye to eye. Finally seeing eye to eye. Uh, this goes also for the same. I Cam, don't you just love it when people are on their bicycles on a narrow sidewalk and then get mad at you for not moving? Oh my god, I love there, it when that happens. See, I, I'll anytime you're on a sidewalk as a cyclist, in my opinion, love it. Hold, you need to get the fuck out the way. Love it. Love it. White boy summer. Can't wing. I love it when some 35-year-old is ringing his horn behind me, yelling yelling at me because I don't hear him. I obviously have my headphones in on the sidewalk. I'm not thinking to myself that somebody on a bipedular machine is coming at max speed behind me. They yell at me because I didn't get out of the way, and I respond back, dude, that's what the fucking bike lane is for. I love doing that. Cam. Recent reports coming in that we have, we have a breaking headline here. Cam Osborne, anti-bike. More more to come later. I never said I just said I loved all these things. The quote, the pull quote in all the news outlets will always say Cameron Osborne loves when a 35-year-old <laughs> on a bicycle is coming full North speed Hill. behind him on a sidewalk, rings at him because he assumes that I'm gonna hear him. I don't because I have headphones in. Why would I assume that someone's coming full speed behind me on a bike? He yells at me for not getting out of his way, and I respond to him, hey fuck dard. That's what the fucking bike lane is for. I love Love it, Cam. Great, but yeah, we got more headlines. Coming oh my in God, here, they're just flowing we, in right now. We, 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 Cam Osborne calling Norco cyclist fucktards. More to come. I love it. I love it. Oh my God, love it. Hot. I love it um, when a bike is is um is 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 riding on the on the street, but the wrong way on the street. They're going against traffic, and then they're mad at you for driving your car alongside the traffic. They get mad at you because you don't leave enough room for them to get past going the wrong way. As, I as love it. Fair. I love it. All right, we're gonna get you off your soapbox, big fella. I think it's time to transition to some. I don't know. I don't I'm know why they call I'm telling you it. the things that I love. <sighs> the quote will always say that I loved these things. Well, tone of, vo- think, tone of voice uh, is irrelevant when it comes to a pull quote. It's fair enough. Um, hey, let's let's chill a little bit here, bud, and maybe uh, give a give a quick recap of our our favorite TV show. You were so close on finishing that introduction. Oh. It's time for the nightcap. The nightcap, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. All we need is five minutes to recap this week's episode, 
maybe less than five minutes, but certainly not more than five minutes. Oh, we're gonna need more than five minutes. Where we, uh, where we watch, we watch uh, an old television show, and we give you a quick five-minute summary of it, even though they are forty-four-minute episodes, and sometimes they're not that good. Cam, I love it when, uh, yeah, you, you, and you're kind of getting better. As the weeks go on, um, when you 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 half introduce something, I sit on. I wait for that pregnant pause because I think you're building drama to the actual introduction. Then it turns out, no, you're done. And and I'm I'm set. I'm setting you up. I send you up with a big old softball, and then you just watch it cruise right across the plate. And then you're like, why isn't it out of the park? You know? Do I have to hit every home run? Wait, are you? I don't think so. Wait, I no, think I think so. in that analogy you were pitching. I, I uh, sometimes. You, so now you want me to pitch? You just said you just said runs. you're lobbing a soft. You so got a big old softball. So, so you want you want me to do everything? Is what you're trying to tell me? Uh, Put it down the plate and then run to the plate and hit a home run. I'm not going to say Holy do it. Wait, wait, Holy run smokes. to the plate then hit a home run. Run to the plate. You heard it here, folks. Cam's anti baseball. Yeah, anti-baseball, uh, pro bicycles, though. I'll tell you that, Cam. No, I think it'd be more of just a, uh, hey, finish what you started. You're going to start introducing a segment. You might as well finish introducing a segment. But you did eventually All get right. there because, of course, you were talking about the nightcap. Ah, right, our yeah, right, weekly right. recap into Knight Rider, <clears throat> the famous story about a man in his car. Uh, let's bring you back, shall we, with another edition of... The nightcap this year, we're bringing up our stopwatches because, of course, as you know, we only have five minutes to get this entire uh, this entire episode down. I'm going to be listing off the first half of this week's episode. So let's bring you back <clears throat> to a beautiful Friday evening uh, in November of 1982 where we bring to you episode eight of season one of Knight Rider. No big thing here. We go. We open up with Miles driving around uh, listening to some Mozart in his beautiful red Mercedes-Benz 380SL. That's right, I knew what kind of car it was before they even zoomed in on the license plate. But, uh, you know, you're driving a nice car from Germany in Midwestern United States. You're going to get pulled over. And you can tell these two cops pulling over. You can just tell by their mustaches. These cops are crooked. Uh, and if the mustaches weren't enough, they break his tail light. Put him in cuffs and take him away. Miles, No! Devin, uh, Devin Miles getting taken away. Uh, what's going to happen there? Back we see um, Michael Knight and Kit, where we stop for some gas, where some grease monkey who owns the place tries to steal Kit, and obviously it doesn't work. We get the whole Kit playing around gag, and uh, yeah, we kind of get away. Uh, this was a new one, though, that his prison-style shiv could not slash a tire. I thought that one was pretty cool. Uh, Michael Knight does get the news, though, that Devin is in jail. And not just that, he's in jail. He's in jail 412 miles away. Uh, which, you know, if you were going 60 miles per hour, the average speed of an American highway, that would take you 6.8 hours. Holy shit, things are far away down there. We get to uh, Devin in the jail, who is joined by a reporter who's being put there for drunken disorderly. His name is Frank Rustin. Frank Rustin is the one who knows uh, that not only who these crooked cops are, but that the crooked cops go all the way to the top, to the county judge. Uh, when Michael Knight comes to the jail uh, to find him, 
him. He finds this reporter, Rustin's ex-wife. They're both looking for their prisoners. And, of course, they get the old workaround of where their prisoners are. So we're, we're, we're at another jail. Okay, we go to the other jail, another cop shop, and we get the workaround again. Nobody knows where these people are. Um, we This is where we do meet our big bad judge, who not only knows who Devin is, but knows that he's a threat to their kind of crooked cop organization and said it's time to take him out along with Michael Knight and Kit for that matter. Uh, these crooked cops um, find Kit. They have a brilliant plan. They're uh, like, they contact a, uh, a local trucker and decide that the best way to take out Michael Knight and Kit would be to crush him with a semi-truck and then I guess it would be pretty easy for them to cover up a double murder. Uh, done in broad daylight. And Cam, how does this? Uh, how does the? How does the chase end? Well, now that the half-ton truck is after Michael, he's gonna pin him on a bridge. Luckily, Michael uh, sees this coming and decides, "Uh-oh, we're not going forwards. We'll throw this bitch in reverse." Michael Knight, as well as his female co-pilot, ripping this car going backwards, keeping the enemy even closer because he's not trying to escape. He's trying to figure out where the hell they're going. He manages to get out without a crash. Uh, obviously, the bad guys, they crash their cars as as you do. Um, later on during the episode, we now see that the... Div- oh, my God. My reading is fucking terrible. Um, they now have to devise a new plan to get into this correction center because they know something is awry. At the correction center, we see in Devin's room a man coming in saying that they're going to be planning an escape and Devin better be a fucking part of it. They create a distraction in the fight or in the uh, food hall where a food fight breaks up or a food fight happens. And then I know my words. And then they run out to the wall, shimmy over it and using a pair of pants as a rope. They steal a county truck and the chase starts as every good Knight Rider episode should. Uh, Chase goes on, armed guards tail behind Devin, firing off a shotgun until Devin flies a car over the bank, sending it flying, and the uh, escape is complete because the captors don't want to go over the jump. I don't know. The car car chase in this one, this is a pretty boring episode, folks. Um, Michael's on his way to rescue Des... Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, Cam. Michael's on the way to rescue Devin, gets dragged into the prison where Kit breaks him out. They take a police officer as hostage in a car at one point, only later to eject him. Meanwhile, Devin is now cornered by the police in a vineyard, and in the brink of time, Michael Knight and Kit come and save the day, picking him up. The police try and block off a bridge, but to Michael's avail, and of course he is going to fly over it. Uh, flies over it. They manage to escape. And once the chase is over, Miles goes his final word with the judge and knocks him out with a single punch and walks away. Um, not my favorite episode, but overall, it was a, it was an episode of Knight Rider. Sorry, I don't know how to read, folks. Came in under the time, though, Cam. That was great. You got five seconds to go. It's got to be a bottleneck episode where there was something going on. We'll save the budget for the season finale. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, it felt like a lot of driving along round and not really much going on. Not really much going on. Hey, you're going to have it. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen well, eventually, I Cam. guess that, that's what happens when you don't sleep a lot. Your brain is just not kicking. Well, Cam, I think also you are not good on no sleep. No, I'm terrible. Yeah. Like, that's sort of the thing. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I worked in a job where for years... 
I could do, like, I think that I did two years of six hours a night, you know, kind of like between work shifts sometimes, right? Uh, you know, some people, sometimes you can do it. Sometimes you can't. Cam, you need a nice, yeah. you need a nice seven to nine hours. Yeah, I need a nap today. I'll take a nap after I take the roads to the park. <laughs> now you're taking a nap. Parks are closed. I'm going to go to the park. Parks are closed. What, what are they going to do? Arrest me? Uh, full cuffs, pepper spray. Uh, they're going to hog tie you, actually. That's part of the new, by the way, kids at home, yeah. So no parks, no playgrounds, no golf courses, no tennis courts. Um, but there was sort of like a little fine print so within you think, there. You think dog parks are closed? There was a little fine print within there which read that you will be hog tied. Not only fined, you will be hog tied. Um, sometimes, you know, depending on the jurisdiction, you may be put in uh, those old timey kind of like big wooden cuffs that you put your head in also you know where like your hands what are those called you know where you put your hands in through and then your head's in there instead uh whatever those are called i don't know what they're called yeah but i know what you're talking about nah, whatever those are called um yeah huge huge deal huge deal however uh don't fear if you find yourself at kitchener waterloo water kitchener waterloo police will not be street checking individuals uh, I yeah. Along I with along with Peterborough, along with London, and most recently the OPP and the Toronto police. Isn't that funny that all the police came out there like, oh, we're not going to take. Isn't what the that amazing? Said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it when they're like, no, fuck this government. We're, you can't just say that we're going to do things illegally now because you want to push your fucking agenda. So here's the deal. Parks and shit, from what I read most recently this morning, Cam, and I don't know, I was probably going to apply to you too, parks and shit are closed. However, they're not going to stop you like they said and check your ID to see where you're going. Uh, so, yeah, be, I think being in a park would continue to be the bylaw violation. However, you take Darla for a long walk, you can be 10 kilometers from your place. They're not asking any questions. They're not even going to stop you. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take her to the park then. If they, I don't think. Yeah. They see would what it's like. Me. I know. Yesterday afternoon, there were some uh, like bylaw officers and things like that in some of the larger parks here in the city, um, to kind of clear people out from you know doing those like you know when people sit down and drink vodka sodas together, uh, to kind of clear people away. Yeah, I think that's one different. Like, <laughs> kinda I kind of get it when that. if if you're sitting around drinking with friends, that's one thing. But I think if you're literally exercising your dog. I don't think the government should have a say in whether that's legal or not. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is great though. I gotta say though, you know, um, buck a beer is looking great right about now. Yeah, it's if there's disgusting. one th if there's one thing you know about Cameron, if there's one thing you know about Cameron Osborne, folks, and you're listening to this episode, I want you to leave. Is that Cameron loves buck a beer and he loves but love, 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 loves love, people on their bikes. Norco bikes. I love people on their mountain bikes. I love it. Love it so much. I love it. As much, almost as much as I love Buck of Beer. <sighs> Jake Paul's fighting Ben Askren tonight. Tonight could not be less excited, I guess. I mean, I'm sure I could be more excited. Um, I'm only probably not more excited because it's probably going to happen at 1.30 in the morning. It better not. I which mean, is not a time that I like things to start at. 
I, do, I have no problem yeah. with one. I uh, probably some great things can happen at one thirty, but nothing great ever starts happening yeah. at one thirty. You know. Um. Yeah. Well, the last. This is another Triller fight. You know. Uh. Still triller. don't. Still don't quite know what Triller is, but it's another fight that they're. Apparently, hosting. it's some sort of like TikTok. Comparison. They say it's like TikTok for adults, but adults are using TikTok, and anybody who's using a fucking video, uh, app is a child. So how do you make something? childish for adults i don't know but it'll be another trailer fight that way in looked great um this is uh by the way if you're a ufc fighter out there and yeah. you want to be gone with the monopoly that is dana white and his 14 cell phones you can make half a million for fighting jake paul how many ufc fighters out there right now are valuing themselves um, and knowing how much money they can make. Ben Askren will make in one fight more than he's probably made his entire UFC career, right? Uh, I don't think... Oh, he he's making three uh, the, fights, the, uh, the, 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 the The purse that I saw most recently was that Jake Paul's making 690000 for the fight, and Ben Askren's making 500000 for the fight. One fight, half a million. I don't know where Triller's getting this money from. Spam ads, sponsors. I mean, that being said, I mean you you put you put Jake Paul in your YouTube video headline, that's got that's worth X amount of dollars right there. Well, I think it, I'm reading it says it starts at nine. So if you want to tune in tonight, Cam, and we can do a little Zoom watch party if you want. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see what we're doing. Maybe we'll talk later in the afternoon. See if that's a thing. Maybe I'm thinking about going on a bike ride this afternoon just to. <sighs> Shake off the uh, the Saturday sweepies. Oh, I, dude, are you nervous for tomorrow? What's tomorrow? The Sunday, the Sunday oh scaleys. God, the Sunday oh my scaleys. God, the Sunday scaleys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on my fleecy pajamas. Oh no, oh, the Monday's no. coming up so soon. I'm gonna, the Sunday I'm gonna crawl up in my bed. Oh, I'm not weaving this bed all day. Oh no, no, no. Let's play our final game of the hour here. You know what it is. It's the one we always end with. Headline or ass and I... Hey. 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 Headline or ass and Hey. 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 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 segment introduction right there, Cam. Thank you. Uh, that was incredible. It's so nice. You know, six, we're on episode 66, I believe, here. Hey, the Mario Lemieux episode. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful champ. Beautiful three-time Stanley Cup champion. Yes, I believe I uh, snuck one in there with Sid the Kid there at the end. You ready for the first headline? Yeah, give it to me. Man marries same woman four times, divorces her thrice in 37 days to get extended paid leave. A lot of numbers there. A lot of numbers. Okay, so, okay, so married four times. So married, mm -hmm. divorced, married, divorced, married, divorced, married. 37 days. Over the course of 37 days. Just over a month. Just over a month. And of course, uh, you know, and divorced, not annulled. So this marriage was consummated each and every single time. So it was like get married, bang, divorced. Wow, wow. Married, bang, divorced. Married, bang, divorced. Married. So you kind of end. Dude, that must be sick. You get to have sex four times. Oh, my God. That would be sick. Holy shit. That would be wild. 
Um, Maybe one day. Maybe I'll get divorced four times. I wish I could get married to a divorce four times. But you said, um, can can you reread the last part of that? To extend paid leave? To get extended paid leave. Yeah, I wonder. I'm. I'm. Having never worked a real job before, I don't really know what paid leave is versus like. I understand what maternity leave is. It's when you poop out a baby and then you get to eat funyuns on your couch. I understand that's what paid. That's what maternity leave is. Um, married, divorce, married, divorce for extra paid leave. Um, maybe the company must have been offering something like, you know, uh, like a honeymoon week, you know, after you get married, you're allowed to take seven days off kind of before or after your wedding, which would actually be a really nice thing for a small company to do, uh, until you have these pieces of shit out here who are going to, uh, you know, railroad that system. This company's trying to be generous. Like, Hey, you're having the most important day of your life. We'll give you a couple days to celebrate. And this guy's like, nah, I want to do it again. Uh, my biggest question going into this, was it to the same woman? That's my biggest question. It would be great if this guy had four wives in 37 days. Uh, but that might not be the case. Um, or they were like his friends. And he was like, yo, marry me for a couple days. We'll bang. And then uh, I'll do it again because I want to go to Cabo. Uh, I'm going to say that's a headline. This is a headline out of Taiwan where he did marry the same woman four times. Because in Taipei, there is a law that says that you are able to take eight days after you were married for a leave. Now, basically, he worked at a bank, pulled this scam off, and he's like, okay, I get my eight days, divorces her, does it again, divorces her, does it again, and he's like, I get 32 days of leave. And they, the bank basically says, oh, I see what you're trying to do here. That's not going to fly, Cabo. Um, And they go to the ministry, actually. They go to the labor board. And the labor board comes back and goes, this is a really greasy move you're doing. But it's not illegal. You have to give him the 32 days. And he ended up with the 32 days and a very mad employer. Wow. But can you... I know. Can you fire somebody after that, though? I I assume you kind of quit because it's like, you know... Can you fire them for that? No. Can you fire them for other things? You can probably try, or you just like make it the worst environment possible. No, you could right? fire and somebody. Then- you could fire somebody like that. Like, um, you know, your your extra your uh your extramarital affairs is having is detrimental to the uh, ongoing success yeah, of this I don't know. organization. I'm no expert on Taiwanese labor board rulings. But, You're not. Um, uh, no, I, I skipped that class a lot in university. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was right after uh, CP 101, and you kind of slept through it. You got it. You yeah. got it, mister. I got it. I got, I got something. I'll tell you that much. Um, Here you go, Cam. Here's a headline for you. Uh, criminal robs five homes while wearing a GPS tracker. So... Crazy part about this, aren't we all wearing GPS trackers? Amen to that. Chemtrails, am I right? Chemtrails, am I oh, right? Oh, there's a that's, good conspiracy. That's, there I, I picked chemtrails. I picked chemtrails, not uh, not aliens. Yeah, that's good. I think that one's definitely real. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. They're putting fluoride in the earth. air. They are putting fluoride in the air, and we're just letting it happen. We're just letting it happen. Um, I mean, we all are wearing GPS devices in one way or another. I wear a 
digital watch. I have a phone with me at almost all times, and I uh, recently put a chip in my body, but we'll talk about that later. Um, what I think happened here is not so much that, it's rather a private investigator was watching this man because of some unforeseen circumstance. We'll say that people were a little bit suspicious of him because, you know, if you're robbing multiple places, you know, you probably don't have your shit together too much. Put the GPS tracker on him and got a little bit lucky and watched him for a full day, rob four different venues. That's a headline. Cam, that is a headline for different reasons, though. Uh, this is a story out of Waterlooville, England, where professional burglar Stuart Campbell has pleaded guilty to committing five burglaries. But the question on everyone's mind, Cam, how did they catch him? How did we catch this guy? Well, actually, the crimes were committed actually only a few hours after the police had fitted his his ankle with a GPS tracking device after he was released for prison from prison for after serving a six-year sentence for multiple burglaries. Can't make this up. Many of the things that were stolen were normal things, wallets, keys, jewelry. Um, and after the fifth house was uh, broken into, he cut off his GPS device, leaving it there. Um, I mean, they had the proof. They had the GPS tracking proof that he was there. They had, they found the un... You know, uh, they found the ma the ankle monitor taken off at the fifth home. Six more homes were actually broken into in that same neighborhood later that evening. Uh, so, of course, he had to plead guilty. He was sentenced again, this time to eight years in prison. <laughs> uh, and the judge believed that this was fair because this was, this was Mr. Campbell's 31st court appearance between 1987 to now. Uh, and the judge sort of said he was out of options. Doesn't know how much more he can convince, uh, convince this man or get the message through to him that you can't be stealing shit. He must be on a first name basis with everybody. Everybody. Like, hey, Jim. Hey. Hey, Kimmy. Hey, uh, hey, I'll take the medium regular. Are you still, uh, you still on that Weight Watchers plan? You're looking good. Looking good since <laughs> the last time I saw you. Um, all right, cameras. Camo. Cameras. Cammy boy. Florida's new ban on transgender students in sports would allow schools to subject minors to genital inspections. Genital inspection. Oh, man. I went through so much of early high school. Put your fucking dick on the table. Put your fucking dick on the I table. I went through so much of early high school trying to get people to inspect my genitals. I never knew it would have been so easy. All I've got to do is say, hey, I'm a chick. Check it out. Uh, and, and that could have been all it is, Scott. The um, the transgendered athlete conversation is a touchy subject that I believe only Caitlyn Jenner and Joe Rogan are qualified to talk about. Um, <laughs> if you because if you're not Joe Rogan, you should not be talking about trans athletes. He is the he is the only person on the planet who I believe should be allowed to uh, talk. About we, such we should probably shut this conversation. Honestly, down. we should not be talking about yeah. this anymore because this is not the Joe Rogan experience experience. Uh, weekly experience. recaps on uh, every, on single, Joe Rogan experience on experience. every single Joe Rogan experience experience episode, of course. Um, I mean, it sounds it sounds like a fucking. Uh, Sounds like a headline that's like not true necessarily, but like obviously that headline would pop. Um, but like it's real. Like I'm saying it's real, but like they're not gonna have a principal looking at your little wee wee 
to make sure you have a little wee wee. I think it's just sort of like something that's kind of like blown out of proportion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you know, if hey, if you want to compete with the big boys, compete with the big boys uh, or the little girls. So I'm going to say that's a headline. This is a headline out of Florida, as mentioned, and I'll, I'll read this because I think this will give you a better idea. Now, this is not out of uh, like little schools. This is at a high school and college levels. So the fairness in women's sports. Oh, one sec. Come on. So the fairness in women's sports bans trans. So follow me here. Bans transgender female athletes from competing on women's athletic teams in both high school and college sports. Although trans men, transgender male athletes may still compete on either team. In cases where the student's biological sex is disputed, the law authorizes schools to require health examinations or documentation from the student personal health care provider. So it's not so much that the deans like whip them out, boys. It's more like we can ask. And well, you can you have to show us some kind of proof. We don't need to see your dick, but we'd like to get some indication from a health professional. Well, yeah, and, and like you said it right there, nobody's worried about the trans men playing on the man, men's team. It's literally only the trans women playing in the women's sports that everyone seems to even care about. It doesn't seem yeah. like everyone cares about... Uh, it took me a few reads of that to wrap my head around it just because... Um, just so you can get your my, pronouns right? Just get my pronouns right. Zimzer, him, she, the... Uh, of course. We had a girl on our football team. She was like the coach's daughter. I think the coach had a son who was an offensive lineman and then had a daughter who would be like the punter or the kicker. But then she, I remember nice. she was like relegated also to like the defensive backs. So yeah, she used to get fucking creamed. I felt so bad for her every time too. It's like you what can enjoy this. You can enjoy being the only woman on a men's football team. I don't um, think you can say a woman got creamed on the men's football team. Yeah, I can't say that. A, a woman got uh, smushed. Hit really hard? No, it's not going to work. No, Smash no, from behind? No. Smash from behind. Uh, got the wind knocked out of her. I always felt <laughs> bad, too. So it was like, it, it was one of those, I mean, you're young enough where I guess, I don't know, if you have like a, you know, a steadfast football father, it's probably difficult to stand up to that person. Could which I walk can, after the game. Which I can certainly understand, but I always felt bad for her because it was like, she was there to be the punter and place kicker. What's a place kicker? You know, like when you, uh, you know, when you do like the extra, like the point after attempt or the, uh, oh, okay. you know, those sorts of things. And I think like she played soccer in her past and that's why I kind of wish she was there. But then like she wasn't the best kicker on the yeah. team. So she didn't always get to do that. And then she was put on like the defensive, you know, kind of defensive backs where she also wasn't the best. I was just kind of like, what are you getting out? You know, I've, I guess, yeah, be here if you want. I really don't give a shit. But like, what are you getting out of this? At least I had a girl, I played house league hockey for years and we had a girl on our team. And then eventually we had both the girls on the team in our league uh, just for like a locker room sharing kind of instance. It was easier to kind of book a separate locker room once a week versus twice a week. Yeah. And one of the girl, yeah, the girl who was on my team the longest, uh, she was fucking incredible. Like nobody fucked with her. I remember she broke a kid's. Was she good? Very good. Not like not the smoothest of handles. Very quick. Very physical. 
Uh, and yeah, there was a yeah big thing around the league. She broke a dude's collar arm, uh, sorry, collarbone when she kind of like locked up with him, dragged him to the ground, ended up breaking his collarbone. And then for the rest of the year, all the other teams were fucking afraid of her because not only did they not want to break their collarbone, but they didn't want to have like the girl in the league break their collar break their collarbone. Uh, so she was definitely like a great teammate to have because everyone uh, underestimated her for sure. Uh, ready for this one? Ready. Here we go. Okay, I'm headliner ass nine. Um, Ontario police hiring fake shoppers in an attempt to catch small businesses selling non-essential goods. Um, based on the government's re- or sorry, the police's response to saying, I, I literally just got a text. I texted Shannon. I said, "And hey, you think I'm good to take Darla Kwana?" She goes, "We're not stopping people. You don't worry about that." I'm like, all right. So based on the police saying we're not your fucking puppet, Doug Ford, uh, I'm going to go ahead and call asinine. This was such I a really this was such a good headline before this morning. In, if you until, had yeah. not gotten a text message mid show. Uh, yeah, because I was walking around, just like walking around Bloor Street the other day, where, um, yeah, it was one of those things. It was like a little store where they're like open for essential business only. And I was like, how? Yeah. How do they know? Yeah, I don't know. That was, that was such a good headline before, to, before. It was a good one. It was a good one. Would you it's have thought at, that was believable? Oh, certainly. Fuck. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I love it because I'm just a fan of getting, like, I don't know. I think it's so great that we're actually seeing police forces saying, like, no, 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 we're not, we're not your fucking puppet. Like, don't, don't put this shit on us. This is your fault, not ours. Oh, of course, right? Like, don't make us the bad guys because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're fucking up or something like that, which is great. You know, I mean, yeah, there's hardly enough, there's hardly enough bylaw officers or like the police force in any given town is not strong enough to be checking every single person or you know even like any amount of people like the cops have real shit to do you know like domestic disturbances or just general traffic violations or you know like actual crime being committed uh so yeah and i mean we're fine on waterloo and toronto peterborough london i'm sure other police forces will be kind of coming along uh also yeah kind of agreeing only a matter of time kind of kind of agreeing with that yeah all right headline restaurant cam your mic's on hot mic captures oklahoma chair defecating while attending court hearing oh i love a good we've had some good hot mics this year last week there was a uh i think he was a liberal mp who uh was on a zoom meeting with no clothes on uh, that was a good one, you know. Of course, because because not only we're not only are we having hot mics, we're having hot cameras these days too. People who didn't know their camera was on in the background while you know they're sort of on their Zoom meeting or something. Excuse me, like that. Uh, but this one, you know, I mean, if you're at home and you gotta go, I mean, there is nothing saying you can't, right? Like you're still at you're, you're like you know, nobody's saying you can't do it. Yeah. Sometimes when you have, sometimes when you have to go, you have to go, and you really can't hold it. What are you gonna say? Hey, judge, can you uh, give me a second? I gotta take quick shit. 
and you give me a minute, judge, the judge is going to say no. So just go and do it yourself. But that's what you got to remember, folks. Turn off your mic. Or really practice on some quieter shits. How loud is your shit that it can be, like, heard on a microphone? I mean, Cam, you know, you're wearing your, your little headset mic, you know, with the uh, that you get with your iPhone or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure it's a sensitive mic. It picks up all the information. But you got to really shit loudly to, uh, for somebody to not only to ask you, like, are you shitting? Because anything, you know, like let's say somebody drops a, some, you know, somebody moves a piece of furniture in the other room. That would probably come off as like a, you know, and you would you'd probably not say to yourself, oh, that sounds like a BM. Man, I want to know what this shit sounded like. Uh, that's a headline. Uh, I made this one up, but I'm sure it probably has happened. They probably just never reported it. Yeah, yeah, because we've seen a lot of those. Uh, it, it happens. We've seen a lot of those. I saw one guy was driving, I think. <laughs> he was driving in his oh, car. Well, there was the one there was the one we talked about a few weeks ago where the surgeon was performing oral surgery in court for, like, malpractice. Yeah, we saw that one. We saw that one. And he was like, do you not see the irony here? He's like, do you understand that I need to make money because, you know... I'm going to go into a malpractice suit, clearly. <laughs> clearly, I need all the help that I can get. All right, send me your headline, bud. Here Bubs. we go. This is my final headline here for you, headliner. Ask nine, world's largest rabbit stolen from home in England. Aww. I wonder why. I hope it's like some... I hope there's such a deep story behind it. Is like they had the world's largest rabbit, but also... That's just something they have because they're actually like in debt to the mob, like 90 grand for their coke addiction. Something like that where there's such a deep story and then the news reports come like, you had the world's largest rabbit stolen from you. Like, yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's maybe not have a headline about this. Uh, let's uh, keep this on the DL. Uh, I'd love the rabbit back. And uh, if anybody has any information, let me know. <laughs> All while knowing that. It's the mob who's like sending you rabbit ears in the mail and shit like that. And you're like, oh, no idea what could have happened to the rabbit. We have no idea. Where's that booger sugar? Um, I'm going to call headline. Cam, this is a headline here for you. It's a story coming out of Worcestershire, England, just like the sauce. Nice. Um, where the world's largest rabbit has been stolen. Back in 2010, Guinness, Guinness is back, folks. They did recognize uh, the large rabbit named Darius for being the biggest alive at 129 centimeters long, which is just about four feet. Damn. Um, and so it seems like the rabbit was actually just stolen right from its own property sometime overnight between April 10th and April 11th. The dog, or sorry, wow, the um, the rabbit uh, doesn't hang out in a hutch like most rabbits do. No, the owner, Annette Edwards, uh, really just lets this uh, rabbit grow up like a dog. Just kind of, you know, in a fenced-in area, hopping around, having its own fun. Uh, and Miss Edwards, the rabbit's owner, is offering a £2,000 reward for his return. Uh, police do believe that this was definitely a targeted attack. You know, the location was probably scouted days in advance, so they made sure they knew what they were doing. Um, however... A man by the name of Robert Kenny, a professional pet detective over there in England, is a little bit skeptical about all of this. Because normally, this particular breed of rabbit only lives to be about four or five years old. Which in this case would mean that if it was awarded biggest rabbit in 2010, this rabbit would be at least 11 years old. 
Um, I'm glad we have real pet detectives. I'm on glad the scene. we're you know Ace Ventura meant a lot to this young man, and he kind of decided to take this into the future of his life. Uh, but there you have it. Yeah, this uh, who knows? There could be some foul play. Maybe we'll follow up on a story. You know, we've never followed up on a story here. On the on headline, <laughs> no, we never, never do. We we've say never we will. followed up. It'll be like someone's we, we being say we will. Someone's being sued for die. You know, someone died. No follow up ever. Maybe, maybe one no. day we'll have some follow up. He's too. currently in court for malpractice suit, attending court while malpracticing. Exactly. Follow up on that yeah. cam. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> not my all. job to figure this stuff out. To report headlines or to report not headlines. Hios or no one job. Hi-os. That was the uh, that was the segment. Salamis there. or fucking balonies. Folks, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of the show. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe because the podcast is everywhere. You can reach out to us at two season a pod at gmail.com. Hey, don't forget, folks, next time you grab a fruit, just forget. Just like uh, my dad who has a snipped bananas can't reproduce. Take care, folks. <laughs> Continuing tonight on two season of pop 96.7 on your two season a pot, 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 two season a pot,